This is Eli. Yep. Uh, and okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't think of anything. Unbeatable oh. Eli girl, I guess. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> Standing up with Thanos and shit. So yeah. So anybody that's listening to this today, we are actually recording today. So I hopefully you had a good yesterday. Hopefully your team won. Hopefully your team didn't lose. Hopefully the team you didn't like lost. I don't know. I, I don't watch foosball, so if you like it, cool. This is a nerd podcast. We don't want any of that shit. So we will talk about it briefly, though. I do want to talk about this. Uh, Eli, how did how did the city react to it? Because you're actually in the town where the Super Bowl was, you know, was was played. Uh, well, I I pretty much avoided all of that crap. Um, I didn't go anywhere near downtown Minneapolis, so I. From what I understand, they had the place on lockdown. They, I heard there was like military vehicles all around the place. I guess with you know within like two miles of the of downtown, the traffic started backing up. They shut down bus lines and like the and the train lines, the our light rail systems. Um, if you didn't have a ticket to, or a Super Bowl pass, you weren't allowed on a bus or a train. Sound like some kind of fucking military state. Yeah, and it so actually, you, so last night it was Days of Future Past for you. Basically, it was like Children of Men. Yeah, people. <laughs> there was, there was, I guess there was protests, which I think was hilarious. People shut down now, the light rails and said the black that, lives that, matter. Now, now, now what, what was what was the protest about? I saw you posted, but what was that whole thing about? Well, it was like um like Black Lives Matter showed up, you know, because 
You know, Minneapolis, oh. Minneapolis have there is and St. Paul. We've had a bunch of uh, police shootings that were, which resulted in no convictions. Uh, multiple, multiple uh, cases here, and being that you know all these NFL players were taking a knee and protesting that kind of stuff. They thought, okay, well, let's you know it's the Super Bowl in a town that is known for police brutality and. Uh, and um, and all that, they decided to protest and uh, shut down the light rail, the train, the trains going in. They blocked traffic and stuff. I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, yeah, fuck that shit. You know, I, I so did not care about the Super Bowl this year. You know, after the Vikings lost, I didn't care. I really didn't care who won. You know, <laughs> so. I, I, I didn't care either. Honestly, I was watching it. That was the first game I watched all year. It really was. So I sat down, I watched the game, and I was like, okay, I see why I'm not watching this game. Because honestly, I wasn't interested in any fucking thing that happened. I didn't care anybody's team. I don't even know a single player on the on the Eagles team. Anybody that I used to know was like five or six years ago. They've been retired or traded, whatever like that. So I'm just so it felt like last night just a bunch of dudes won. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I saw a little bit of the game. It was on at work, but I really did wasn't paying attention. I didn't see halftime show or any of that shit. So <laughs> yeah. now the only the actually if I had a dog in the fight, I actually would have rooted for the Patriots. But the reason I would have rooted for the Patriots last night was because not because of Tom Brady, fuck him. Uh because of their cornerback. They actually have a cornerback on the team, uh Malcolm Butler. He's from Vicksburg, my hometown. Oh, I know okay. I keep saying a different hometown, Mississippi. I stayed in a lot of places in Mississippi, so <laughs> <laughs> every place in Mississippi is my hometown. <laughs> but yes, he's from my hometown of Vicksburg, Mississippi. Uh, he actually, okay, remember the last time the Patriots won? He's, remember, no, when the Seahawks came, he's the one that, uh, blocked the, that stopped the Seahawks from winning because he, he, uh, would block the, fuck, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. I don't know shit about football, sorry. <laughs> but he's the one that actually blocked the, the winning, that would have been the winning pass for the Seahawks to win the game. So he's the one that blocked it. He's the one that won MVP that year. The city, you know, Vicksburg, and we don't we don't get a lot of shit like that in Mississippi. So when he came back home, you know, we threw like a, a huge ticket tape rate just for him. You know, he was like a, a hometown hero, stuff like that. So last night, I think for the most part, I think they benched him in the game. I don't think they played him in the game. And we were kind of pissed. We were like a lot of that stuff that they were getting, you know, a lot of those long passes that, that the Eagles were getting. We were like, if Butler was in the game, he wouldn't have got it. So <laughs> I don't know. So since he didn't play, I'm like, man, fuck the Patriots. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, fuck both teams. I, I mean, after, you know, how, how Philly treated the Vikings fans in, in, in Philadelphia a couple weeks ago, I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck the Eagles. And of course, fuck the Patriots. I pretty much just w- wanted Bane to show up and blow up everything. You know? <laughs> that's what everybody, that's what everybody was saying. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, <laughs> so, uh, what you think about the halftime show? I didn't watch it. I have no idea what happened. I heard, Ch- I heard it was Justin Timberlake because, People been spotting him around town. There's been all kinds of celebrity. Like every celebrity came here. There's people who are at the Mall of America, you know, taking selfies with Kevin Hart. You know, you know. So I I I, I didn't watch the halftime show, so I really don't know what happened. Okay, <laughs> I, the, the halftime show was that whatever. Basically, Justin Timberlake showed up with a red bandana on with a deer hunting shirt, so he looked like some kind of gangster redneck. The shop that Bass Pro Fishing. I don't know what was going on with that. Uh, reason I wanted to talk about that because he actually did like a a Prince tribute. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they did a wide shot of the sea. I don't know if you saw this or not, and you might have been there. You're like, I don't have to see it. I lived it, Dottie. <laughs> uh, Pee Wee Herman reference for you young heads. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they actually showed the, like, uh, that two mile block that you said was blocked off. They had, it went all purple and they had the Prince symbol all over that two, two, uh, block radius with the, over the stadium. So yeah, I didn't get a chance to see I, that. I saw, or... I saw like a picture of it. I wasn't sure if it was like real or not. Like, is this, is this like an ad promo or something? I, I did see it though, but yeah. <laughs> okay. I was just wondering if, if, if it wasn't real, that was some damn good some GI. So <laughs> yeah, I wasn't just, is that real or did they actually do that? Shit? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. <laughs> so I'm waiting for all these motherfuckers to leave. So. Because <laughs> I know you guys have so much fun in your police state. It is just like you're saying that, like, you got this utopia of the football state right here, and everything else is just complete chaos outside. Yeah, that, and it was like it, it reminded me of when they had the, the, the Republican National Convention here. They had yeah. that, like, back in 08. Same thing military vehicles, like, blocking roads. Like, I got my car searched when I wanted to go to my bank, you know, because they had cops <laughs> blocking at exits. It was like a you know, arm, arm, army guards, military guards outside of McDonald's and shit, you know, <laughs> like, holy shit, man. <laughs> it's not like all of America in the next five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but it's just funny because they had this tribute and they had, you know, uh, just him like singing Prince songs or like that. But it's funny because Prince said that when he was alive, he said he doesn't want anybody to do any of his live songs when he's gone. He said that is like, against everything you know he stood for he don't want hologram of him he don't want people singing his songs he don't want any any kind of thing like that you know just contributing that's it so a lot of people are mad because they said Justin Timberlake was kind of you know making shit, money shit, off Prince's death on shit on his legacy he did bring back Janet Jackson when he pulled the titty out last time he came out and you know just oh made- really she was there she wasn't there. That's oh, she the thing. was? People, okay. She wasn't there. That's why people were kind of pissed also, you know. <laughs> so it was funny. So I'm, I'm reading Twitter last night, and they were just eating just Timberlake alive, and I was loving it, you know. Some people didn't even care for that. They just I know thought the, he was just fucking corny. I know the Tonight Show, like Jimmy Fallon was like uh, at the Orpheum, one of our one of our venues. They, they did the, the Tonight Show from Minneapolis last night. I know that oh. happened, but, you know, again, I didn't really watch it like you should. <laughs> I saw it on when I was waiting for my computer to update when we were waiting yeah. to record <laughs> well here's my thing I'm just so glad this shit is over with me football season is over with it I've been so disinterested with football this year I don't want to see anything about it now it's gone I did the moment it was over I deleted the NFL app from my phone I don't want to hear anything about football until next year, and hopefully, maybe I'll be interested next year. This year, didn't give a shit. So, whatever. well, this year was the Vikings year where we actually did well, so I actually paid more attention than yeah. And most plus, years. like you said, you had the Super Bowl, and maybe it being in Minnesota gave the Vikings more incentive to have a better season. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so I mean, like I say, I wa- I'll watch the Vikings. I'll watch my local teams play. That's about as far as the extent of my sports fan, you know fandom goes so okay. <laughs> other than that i don't yeah other than that i'm not you know so you weren't screaming at the screen or anything like that oh yeah. he should have did a spin like, like like whatever yeah i barely play madden so whatever <laughs> that being said can we move on to the next part of the podcast the actual meat of the podcast let's do it 
Okay, so now we're going to talk about the box office numbers, and let's see what we have about these box office numbers. And let's see. Oh, shit. Sorry about that. Anybody that is you, uh, viewing us on Twitch, we're actually not on Twitch. Twitch. Twitch stream is down. Oh, well, fuck it. Shit happens. Moving on from there. Box office numbers we have here. We have, uh, guess what? We have number one, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Again? Wow. It's Again, just, yeah. it keeps on going. Here's the funny thing. Before we go on to the rest of them, uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Remember how people were laughing? <laughs> it's beating Justice League. It's beating Justice League. Well, guess what? Uh, it, it also beat Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, this, this thing is a, is a cruise missile. It's, it, and it's, it's getting up there. It's, it, a matter of fact, I'm gonna check again to see if it's beating Thor Ragnarok. Cause if it's not beating Thor Ragnarok, it's like right there. So, um, uh, that being said, we also have Maze Run, The Death Cure. I don't know, one of those young adult, whatever, whatever. Uh, Winchester. Now, is that the scary movie about the, the, the gun family? Yeah, the Winchester house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's Winchester House real. Yeah, that's a real place, and that's supposedly yeah, because she was nuts. That the what was her name? That woman, the wife of uh, the guy, the Winchester guy. She thought it was haunted, and she felt the need to um, keep adding on to her house. She had like carpenters building on the house like twenty four seven to give the spirits or ghosts places to go. Um, and it's funny because remember when we were doing the uh, our last podcast with Eric, yeah. Eric uh, did the interview with T- with Peter Tomasi, the writer of like you know some DC stuff. Um, wasn't he writing like Superman and stuff? Uh, let me guess, he was doing some Batman stuff. Yeah, and and he, I know he did like Batman and Robin and like Earth Two some Earth Two DC stuff, but he actually wrote a book called House of Penance, which was about the Winchester. House. It's actually a really cool comic. And then Eric did an interview with him last year or whatever it was when we were doing our podcast, when Eric was on our podcast with us. <laughs> many, many, many <laughs> eons ago. Back in the day. <laughs> oh, yes, this is a throwback episode. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I sort of remember that. Tomasi wasn't. I think Superman, uh, he was writing Superman book at the time. I think Eric just got him off. He wanted to do a. He was doing a Valiant book at the time too, and he completely ignored it. That just went for the Valiant thing. <laughs> I remember him having. I, I didn't listen to the interview. I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> I remember the show. I'm pretty sure I was there on the show. But yeah. That being said, moving past that, we also have uh, the Greatest Showman. Uh, like I said, the Hugh Jackman movie still going strong, hanging in there. The Hugh Jackman musical, you know, uh, number five. Uh, your movie, Eli Hostel. Hostel. So, oh, uh, I, I have not, I still haven't seen that yet. Still haven't seen it. You got to get your outfit ready. I got to, yeah, I got to get my cosplay, my Washington Redskins jersey out. So I can watch some Washington Redskins on the, on the screen, on the big screen. <laughs> oh, that's what I meant to ask you. Okay. Uh, didn't, who changed their mascot? Was it the Cubs? Oh, the Cleveland the Indians. Indians. Cleveland Indians. So they didn't, they, I think they just changed their mascot. Yeah, they're not going to have the red face character on their, on their uniforms anymore. They're still keeping the name. Right, they still call themselves the Indians. Well, it was like, okay. They're not going to have the big cartoony, you know, big nose, red faced Indian, you know, cartoon Indian on their logo anymore. So they're just changing the logo, you know. Hey, small steps, small steps, like I said. Oh, Ole Miss University, we got a college down here that are the Ole Miss Rebels, and they had this big redneck Confederate 
uh, soldier as their mascot. So last year they took him down. They removed the uh, Confederate mascot. You know, some of the folks down here were mad, but hey, shit happens. So yeah. just got to take small victories. Yeah. We, we, it's, we, yeah, it's not like racism is over. Just go on the comments on any of those articles and you'll see. Oh, hell no. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, the Internet is always going to be the Internet. Yeah. You know, kill those fucking Indians. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, like, I, I know you're upset about the Redskins and the Indians. How come black people never upset about the Milwaukee Bucks? You know, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't just, know. Maybe I shouldn't speak on that. Maybe I should just let that. But I don't know. Anyway, and that's a discussion. Yeah, that's a discussion I was gonna have on Geek Sabs, like about like, um, maybe I'll save it for the Black when we start talking. We're gonna talk about Black Panther. Are we talking about Black Panther? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I was. I mean, I'll save it for that because I I had a few thoughts on that. You know. Okay, we're probably gonna get to Black Panther in a second. (laughs) Yeah, we will. I'm glad you reminded. We will. Let's go past this box office because uh, the box office looks like it hasn't moved at all. Uh, number six, we have The Post, which is going to be the Oscar movie that nobody has seen. They just see Steven Spielberg, uh, What's-Her-Face, and Tom Hanks and just like, well, I don't need to see that. Obviously, that's, that needs to be an Oscar. Blam. So, yeah, they're like, come go. on, just bring on Ready Player One already. We don't give a shit. <laughs> right, basically. <laughs> Twelve Strong, we have the uh, Chris Hemsworth movie, uh, Den of Thieves, the 50 Cent movie, The Shape of Water, which people are saying it has a strong shot against Oscar. Like I said, is, is the Oscar at the end of this month or next month? Uh, I think it's next month, isn't it? I think but so. I don't he's know. in the four. I mean, he's won the Golden Globe. They say basically the Golden Globes are the precursor to the Oscars, so. Whoever wins those basically wins the Oscar. And that's that's usually how it goes. Yeah, yeah. and he uh, won no. the Golden Globe, so I mean that that'll be pretty cool. The guy who directed Hellboy and Blade Two is an Oscar yeah. winner, <laughs> which I think he deserves it. I mean he's a good he's a good he's a good director, one of my favorites. So. Yeah, 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 no shit. Still haven't okay. seen the movie, but you know, <laughs> I, I want to see it, but you know, yeah. I'm not going to pay. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll, we'll talk about that in other words why I don't want to see it. And number 10 is Panicking 2, which is also hanging out, which is also seen to be like a, a good, strong contender also. So, like I said, that is the box office numbers. Nothing interesting has pretty much been the same way it's been. As long as, oh, where is Star Wars? Star Wars is number, oh, fuck. It's number 16. <laughs> hurting bad. It's hurting very bad. Uh, the movies keep going. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some more Star Wars in a little while. But right now, since you did bring it up, Eli, we can't talk about the black. We can't talk about Black Panther briefly. What I do want to talk about is the the Black Panther premiere. The Black Panther premiere of last week would happen because they actually premiered the movie. Some people have actually seen the movie, and some people are giving their reactions online. And Eli, did you get a chance to check out the the purple carpet premiere? Um, I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Eli, it, it brought it brought pride to my heart just seeing all these 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 actors and these beautiful actors, you know, dressed in you know African print and canty cloth, and they were really like uh, that's that makes me even more nervous. Like, oh shit, I really got to get my outfit together when I go to the Black Panther <laughs> premiere. I just can't wear a t-shirt, just think I'm gonna do something. So that shit looked beautiful, man. It was just them, like uh. Like, uh, they had some other actors there. They had the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast there. You know, uh, Coulson was there. Did you know he was married to the, the chick from Dirty Dancing? No. Yeah, she was there on his arm. Je- I was like, Jennifer okay. Grey or whatever? Yeah, Maybe? her. Yeah, but you, you can't recognize because she had a nose job. I know she got plastic surgery. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know that, no. Yeah, she said once she got the nose job, her acting, uh, like, roles just dried up. They stopped calling her. Yeah, because no one recognized her. Nobody recognized. That's the thing. 
<laughs> so yeah, it was a beautiful thing, man. Just watching it premiere stuff like that. Now, Eli, I'm trying to avoid any trailers, reactions, sports stuff like that, but I couldn't help myself. I did. Yeah, I watch. saw. I did see a clip, and I was like, God damn it, I want to see the movie. Right. Yeah. I don't want to see this shit. Just, just not show it to me. Yeah. But I did see some some video reacts of people coming out of the theater that saw it. Eli, you had grown people crying coming out of the theater. I bet. Yeah. Like I, what, what I, the I, fuck? <laughs> I just want to see a good comic book movie. I'm not trying to get emotional and shit. I think it's like you said. It's a pride thing. It's it's they're seeing, you know, seeing themselves represented. Seeing their people represented in a really cool way. Yeah, and, and and I get it. I get it. I'm just saying I don't want to get emotional watching the movie. Even though I probably <laughs> will. Fuck it. I might I might cry. Fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to. You know. <laughs> this movie's so poor. You know, it's like that. But at the same time, I'm I'm glad that the movie is getting a good response. I don't want to know anything about it. I don't know about the plot, anything like that. And also, that came to the movie for even was Stan Lee. Yeah, I saw that. Stan Lee. Yep, Stanley was there, shook the uh, actor's hand from Black Panther, stuff like that. And I just want to say this because, like I said, we did have a scare with Stan Lee this past week. And he did put out a Skype call that was saying that, you know, he's doing better. And he went there to basically get checked up because, you know, uh, it's better to get the stuff checked out now, especially in the healthiest now. And I just want to say something about these these news outlets. I'm calling out everybody, everybody, everybody including us outright geekery please stop this shit please stop trying to kill stan lee <laughs> stop having a news article ready to go when he sneezes yeah, oh, here know. we go here we go like stop that shit man stop doing that stuff if it happens it happens until then just stop stop trying to bring it to life stop trying to speak to existence we understand that you know he is an old man we understand he needs to take better care of himself because anything can happen but stop being trying to really go. Stop trying to one up the next guy over there. Stop trying to beat Vulture.com and Hollywood.com on on who's gonna get the scoop first on who killed Stanley first. Stop trying to do that shit. You know. Yeah. Now that's what I'm gonna fucking cry over. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Black Panther, I might not, but Stanley, I don't get Waterworks. I don't give a fuck. I'm on this podcast. This shit. <laughs> but until then, we're not gonna speak about it. So moving past that. Oh, let's talk about the other dumb shit that's going on with uh uh Black Panther. It's actually a lot of dumb shit going on with Black Panther, but I'm not going to get into everything because some shit is just so dumb. I'm just trying to ignore it. But, Eli, have you seen the Facebook group that is has been protesting that they're going to uh, basically spam Rotten Tomatoes and give it the worst score ever? I did see that, yeah. Yeah, I actually shared the group. I actually shared, I found the group and shared it on like a bunch of sites. You can see, you see these dumbasses, you see these dumbasses. When I last checked, it had about 5,000 had about 5,000 people that had joined it. Now, the thing about it is that Facebook found out about the group and they actually shut the group down. Yeah. So, but we, just because they shut the group down, doesn't mean they stopped anything. You know, Ryan Tomatoes actually come out and saying that they denounced this group. Well, of course they denounced it. Why would they endorse a group that's going to spam the, you know, <laughs> spam the group? So, but, but here's the thing. A lot of people are getting upset. They think, oh, it, but what I've been hearing, Eli, is that supposedly, this protest that they're doing is not racially motivated. It's, Even uh, though it's just it's a strictly con comic book fandom fanboys going supposedly. Suppose, like I said, this is this is what they're saying. Now, like I said, if it is racially motivated, who knows? But that's what they're saying is not racially motivated. So let's move on to the reason We're why not they say racist, it. but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love it with it because you know you might hear some racist shit whenever you hear that but you know. <laughs> but apparently. This is caused by DC fanboys. 
DC fanboys that are sick of Marvel getting what they consider overflated scores. So they're going to do their part to, you know, to offset the score or not just all the score, just take the score. And what they're saying is that this is not the first time they've done this. Mm -hmm. They're saying the first time they've done this was the last Jedi. (laughs) So they're taking credit for that. And I'm like, something always didn't sit right about me. I always felt like that uh, somebody was tanking that last Jedi score. Yeah. And here's the thing. It, It wasn't just that. It wasn't, and it wasn't just the DC fanboys. I think it was some of those EU fanboys too that tanked that score. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I think the uh, the EU fanboys did tank that score. Yeah, and I think there, the they, DC fanboys. Yeah, there, there was a lot of, you know, yes, a lot, a lot, a lot of vitriol uh, reaction to the Last Jedi. Still, well, see, the thing was, but see, the thing was with the Last Jedi, that score was tanked like before the movie came out. Like before I got a chance to see it, like Thursday, Friday, the movie was like in the forty percent like that. So what? So it's some EU fanboys <clears throat> that are claiming that they hacked the site and they, you know, spammed the site with bots and stuff like that. That that drug the score down. That's why the scores are off site, like ninety percent over here versus forty percent over here. That shit is way too far away. Now if it was like in the seventies, sixties, you know, that would make more sense. But in the forties, yeah, come on. Once Thursday hit, once once it went live, because there was right. that they had the premiere and everyone had the, it was certified fresh. All week until it got released, and then the weekend we saw that everybody, you know, complaining and you know the negative backlash started and still going on. You know. <laughs> right. So we we're not counting that. Well, I mean, it's it's DC fan. What? Let's go back to the DC fanboys. Like I said, they're gonna tank Black Panther. They said not only they're gonna tank Black Panther, they're also gonna tank Infinity War. Also, they said basically Black Panther is the warm up. Infinity War is the meal. That's the one they're really going after. They're saying because they're going to attack anything DC do because they're saying DC uh, reviewers are biased, you know, compared to because of how they keep tanking DC movies and stuff like that. And I don't know. It's 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 that's how stupid fandom is. Fandom is killing their own fan base. That that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So yeah, like you know, they fuck up. They, yeah. What what keeps this shit going is the money they make. So right. If you kill Marvel, you're DC ain't gonna be shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what are we gonna do? Wait for the Valiant Universe to make stuff. <laughs> Apparently, Sony Sony's Valiant Verse. Shit. <laughs> Should we talk about them? Are we qualified to talk about them? Uh, uh, um, uh, for a second opinion, because you know on Get Valiant, it's like, oh my god, this is gonna be the best shit ever. Oh, they five stars. The yeah. <laughs> that shit was like level orange yeah. Defcon five. <laughs> Thirty stars out of five, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's talk about Valiant for a second. But like I said, for those that don't know, like I said, we are the comic book bullies, so I guess we're gonna finally talk about Valiant on this podcast. I guess. I don't know. I wasn't planning on it. But apparently, uh they have changed they're under new management now. They have oh, changed that's ownership. Right. I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, so apparently now that they uh, no longer under whoever the other guy was. Like I said, I don't know shit about Valiant, and they're under new management. But actually, they're not really under new management. The the team, the the people that bought them, actually like already own like fifty seven percent of the stake also anyway. And I think they just bought the rest of it. And basically, it's supposed to be some kind of kind of movie company, I yeah. think something like that. So basically, they're they're buying them so they can put more effort to make Valiant movies. Now it was something or va- interesting. Or va- or TV shows, basically more media content. 
more media yeah. content. And, and what you said, Eli, actually makes a whole lot of more sense because I remember you saying that when Valiant comes out with these movies and they're going to be kind of mediocre, that might cause the death of comic book movies. Pretty much. You know, yeah, that, because that, that, yeah. they're just eating up too much a piece of the pie because, like I said, people don't know who is who. They won't know Valiant is DC or Marvel, especially as, let's be honest, that's all Valiant is doing and just redoing shit Marvel and DC already did. Pretty much, they're just, yeah. They're just recreating the 90s. You know? Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I've, I've given them a chance. I've read some Bloodshot and Harbinger and you know, um, it's okay. You know, there there hasn't been that valiant book that meant, oh, I gotta start reading this from now on. You know, and I haven't seen that yet. You know, right. and uh, I mean, they're okay, but yeah, I mean, you know, Bloodshots, another ripoff of Punisher, Deadshot, Deadpool, Blood. You know, <laughs> Blood <laughs> just shot, one of those nineties guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, Death Blow, Death Death, <laughs> death Stroke. You know? Right. It, it seems like that's all Bound trying to do. They're trying to recreate the nineties feel. That's what it feel like they're trying to do. But I mean yeah. the nineties died off for a reason, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean I, I just I, I I hate to be that guy because I, I we got like fifty million valiant podcasts on this on this thing. But I gotta say what I'm gonna say about this. Creating more superheroes and comic books is not gonna help comic books. There's nothing left you can do. Yeah. So you, you just we need and in order for comic books to like expand to stuff like we need more shit like like The Walking Dead, like Saga, you know, stuff that thinks outside of the box and, you yeah. know, like expands the genre from there. Just cranking out more superheroes and this guy can shoot lasers out his ass and shit like that. That's just <laughs> not going to sell. Think something different. Think outside comic books. I mean, a, a, a superhero genre, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, And that's the thing is like as far as movie goes. Marvel is the gold standard. Whether you are a fanboy of whatever fucking universe, whatever. Marvel is the gold standard for comic book movies right now. And it's because of them that we have what we have. While we're doing this podcast. I mean, shit. You know? Basically. <laughs> it, made, right. it made nerd culture cool. You know? <laughs> and, and, well, we used to get beat up back in yeah, the 80s. Yeah, shit yeah, like this was, yeah. This shit wasn't in vogue when I was in high school. You know, know, I used to get I used to get fucking picked on and made fun of for reading Wolverine comics. Now, all the all the chicks want to fuck Hugh Jackman, you know, (laughs) right. (laughs) You know, so. So, yeah, I mean, and that's because of Marvel, like it or not. If you're a deep whoever you're a fan of, it's because of Marvel did this thing that no one's done before. So. Everything. Other than that is going to be second rate, you know. That's why DC couldn't figure their shit out, and that's where they still are. Still can't, <laughs> and still can't. You know, now you're going to have Va- and you're going to have Valiant come out. They're going to be the third rate. They're going to be that's going to be the that's going to be the Tank Girl, you know. That's right. going to be the fucking Kazam or whatever or Steel or whatever. Right. <laughs> Meteor Man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's just gonna it's just gonna be too much for people. It's gonna be like, look, it's too much of this shit coming out. And they are gonna, you know, like, well, fuck all these comic movies when they start seeing mediocre movies and they can't tell the difference between Spider Man or Iron Man and Exo Man of War. You know, yeah. they're like, man, fuck all this shit, man. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Start off with YouTube or some shit first and see how it grow from there. I don't know. Yeah. Because I, mean, I think sure they're cranking out those yeah, types of I mean, shows. There's sure there's fans out there. I mean, yeah, I watched, you know. I watched Tank Girl. I knew who Tank Girl was when the movie came out. I mean, it was okay, but, you know. <laughs> remember Barb Wire? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> Most people don't know Barb Wire was a comic book at first. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, 
I mean, there's always going to be some fans, but they're not going to – the thing that what Marvel does, Marvel gets non-fans to show right. up for these movies. And that's the key to their success is they made non-comic book fans give a shit about what we have for Hell, so many years. They'll make comic book fans give a shit about the folks they didn't even give a shit about. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we didn't fuck about Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> no or shit. Guardians of the Galaxy. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so – and like it or not, you can bitch about – what what character is better or what what universe is better? But the, the the truth of the matter is, Marvel is doing it right, you know. And and yeah, like you were saying, after Infinity War, I think it's done. They're gonna be they're, it's they're gonna their numbers are gonna drop off. All their stars are gonna their contracts are up. You know, once Robert Downey Jr. is no longer involved, no, you know, these movies are gonna yeah. Phase five or whatever they're going to go for when once Iron Man and Thor and all those motherfuckers aren't going to be Avenger movies anymore. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. People aren't going to give as much. People aren't just going to care as much anymore. You know, Captain Marvel. No one's shit. You know, <laughs> I mean, no, no, nothing lasts forever. Yeah. I mean, Ant-Man Ant-Man and the Wasp, really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. They're, they're going to leave the Avengers. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> So, but yeah, that that's the thing about uh, I mean, having a ten year run is insane. That that rarely happens. Matter of fact, has that ever happened? To just have a strong that run, have every movie get bigger and bigger and bigger into the billions of like that. Like what when we look back on this, you know, twenty thirty years from now, if we're still here, anything like that, we're gonna look back at this time and it's going to be marked and be like, why? Like we're living history right now as far as movie history, what they're doing with these Marvel comics because. Like I said, like you said, DC's not doing it. Fox is not doing it. They're doing okay, you know, crank out some good movies every now and then, but they're not at the level because Marvel has taken over Hollywood. They're not just cranking out, you know, like standing comic movies to make movies. They changed the face of Hollywood. Uh, not Hollywood movies are doing what they're doing. Fast and the Furious is not trying to franchise out. Uh, what's what's that other shit? Mission Impossible started cranking out. It's starting to take cues from these other movies now. You know. Yeah, and that's not good. Yeah, I mean. You know, that's only going to last so long. I mean, there's going to be a, a point where people are going to, yeah, you know, a generation from now where people are like not going to give a shit about, you know, the world blowing up and seeing the same old effects over and over. Yeah, we couldn't do these superhero movies, you know, back in the 90s because the technology were in there. Now we got awesome CGI and we can blow up the world, you know, and put it back together, you know, in a computer yeah. now. and. You know, it's it that that that's what every superhero movie is. That's why you know what Wonder Woman turned it was awesome until the end, where it turned into every other superhero. Every other movie. superhero movie, exactly. And, and and you know, with shit flying around and debris, you know, f- you know, hogging up the frame. And it's I think people are eventually are gonna get you know their their tastes are gonna turn. Sure, there's gonna be us fans. You know, they keep saying, oh, it's gonna die out like the western and blah 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 blah. Well, yeah, there was a Western boom because, you know, America won World War II and it was American pride. And let's take it back to when America was, you know, innocent and, you know, and, you know, back to American roots. And that's what the Western represented and all that shit. And that's why Westerns were so successful for, you know, until the 70s when a next generation of filmmakers like Scorsese and Coppola and they started making Godfather and and Taxi Driver and all these like, you know, all the president's men, they, 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 you know, they, they got sick of the romantic version of America and started 
bringing new life and new, you know, voices into filmmaking. And that's what influenced, you know, what we've had since then. So I think once the comic book movie, and I'm, I'm feeling it now, just reading comic books, you know, I'm reading, yep. you know, sure. I read dark Knight's metal and it was all cool and shit, you know, and the, you deal with all this fantastical shit of multiverses and, you know, a, 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 a metal hammer that can, you know, save the world and all this crap. And that's all fine. But then I read Punisher Platoon, which is just about the Vietnam War. And it's a battle in Vietnam. Like, holy shit. It was so much more gripping, you know? Right. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, I, it wasn't I, like you're just throwing shit at you. Just be like, oh, remember yeah. this? Oh, remember that? You know? I like, oh, shit. What, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could just I, it was so intense. And the battle scene was so intense because it dealt with real life. And I not have to think about, you know, de- you know, other dimensions and astral planes and whatever. Like, yeah, lasers shooting out of each other's asses and shit. It was just, you know, real life and 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 real drama. And and it, it I felt that just with comic books. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, one of the best comics, Marvel comics I've read in a while. What's that? Jessica Jones. Yeah. Jessica Jones, yeah. like, like, it's, like my, my business is about to wrap that book up, but I just started picking a book up on Marvel and Lemon and started reading it, and I was like, wow, this book is like way better than anything else that's going on in Marvel right now because even though she got superpowers like that, she didn't really deal with that side of it. She deal with like the real shit, like she deals with you know being a mother, you know, deal with being a wife, deal with trying to keep a business afloat, stuff like that. She Captain Marvel is her best friend, but they don't go fighting supervillains like that. Like when they sit down and talk, they talk and shit like that. And it's like. Like real fucking life, even though it's got the supernatural shit going on around. I was like, and then they yeah. curse and shit. They don't give a fuck. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's like this. The, the, it gets into the character motivations and and you know, and yeah, the the realness. There's like a real like uh, the humanity comes through with these characters. Where that's what you that and that's what Marvel does with their movies. They make you care about the humanity of these super beings. You know, right. sure they can shoot fucking you know powers and they got all these cool abilities and shit's blowing up and all that shit but you care about what they're going through you know civil right. war you gave a shit about you know cap and iron man's relationship you know right and, and then you saw the progression of that relationship you saw how it started like in the avengers when you saw a little bit of animosity to them yeah. uh, between them to how it got to that point so you understand that you know that that line yeah guardians the first guardians of the galaxy movie starts out with the mom dying of cancer you know, right. I'm like, what the fuck? Like my my mom passed away from cancer like a couple years before that. And I, like you, this is how you opening a, a space movie. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? And <laughs> right. but, but by doing that, I was there with Star-Lord from that moment on. I gave a shit about Star-Lord, you know, right. And then you're just trying to throw in more yeah. and more crazy shit at you and trying to get you, you know, feel it, uh, understand it that way. You yeah, know? I followed his ass out to the out to, out to space, and I gave a shit about him after that because you tapped into the humanity, you know, the, the the human drama of the character, and that's just what Marvel's been able to do. So, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. What are we talking about? We're uh, talking about something. We're talking about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Captain Marvel. I forgot what point we made, so let's just make another point. So, did you see Captain Marvel's picture? I know you did. So, what, what did you what did you think about Captain Marvel? Did you did you freak out like the rest of the internet did? I I didn't freak out. I thought I I didn't know that was supposed to be her costume. So I was like thinking, oh, is that a flight suit or is that you know is she is that I don't know. I didn't freak out. I was like you know, no, I didn't take it that hard. 
I know what her costume looks like, but when I saw that, I didn't think that was her costume. So, but when people are saying, oh, it's supposed to be her costume, I'm like, well, I, okay, I guess. But, no, no, I, I, that, I do not agree with that. That better not be her costume. I want yeah. the Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel shit in the comments. That green shit, get that shit the fuck out of here. On top of that, people can say, well, this is how she is in the comics. No, it's not. It was never like that in the comics. Even the original one wasn't like that in the comics. Yes, the, the, the Cree had green on there, but it wasn't white. It wasn't black. It was white. So even then, the color scheme is all wrong, even if they were like the comic books. Now, I have two theories about what's going on. <laughs> Excuse me. Maybe they're doing it green because, you know, it's green. It's green screen. You can go in in post-production and change it however the fuck you want to. Or, like you said, it may be that way, and then she'll change the costume like later on. Now, if they do this bullshit where she's wearing that piece of shit costume the whole time, and then she gets the real Captain Marvel costume, like after credit scene or, or shit whatever. like that, I'm going to be fucking pissed because Justice League did that same bullshit. What Warner Brothers always do that bullshit where Cyborg looked like shit, right, the entire movie. And then the producer kept saying, oh, don't worry. He'll change his look. He won't always look like that. I'm like, okay, cool. He looked like shit the entire movie until like the last five seconds of the movie. Then they changed his costume to where it looked exactly like the comics. I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers. So you, I don't want to see that shit. Give me, have that shit make like in the first 10 minutes of like that. And then she switches into Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, like that. So I hope it's the misdirection. But like I said, I have faith in Marvel. They don't make stupid mistakes like DC do. So of course I have faith that they're going to give us the real costume. That being said, I remember people also bitched about Watts costume also. And we, I know we're going to talk about the, we're not going to talk about the, the Ant-Man trailer. The Ant-Man trailer was the Ant-Man trailer. But what I want to mention is that even though I bitched about her costume online, when I actually saw it in motion in the trailer, I was like, eh, it's pretty cool. I actually like the costume then because it made more sense. Ant-Man has more color in the costume. She has no color in her costume because basically you can see shorthand visually. You understand that she's no nonsense. She's the straight man of the team. She's the, the leader of the team, the alpha of the team. And where Ant-Man is kind of the goofball or whatever like that. So in that context, it makes sense. So I have complete faith that whatever Marvel's doing, it'll work. Not even worry about it. It'll work. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure, or, or you don't think it's a case of like a apocalypse where oh, it's the lighting. It's not. He's not really green. She's not really green. It's just the lighting. <laughs> well, see, that's the that's the thing. If it was if it was anybody else other than Marvel, I would panic. If it was Fox, I would panic. If it was DC, I would panic. Since it's Marvel, I'm like, okay, whatever it is, it'll be okay. It'll be fine because they 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 get it. They don't make huge dumbass mistakes like these other companies did. Like like. Spider-Man, Sony did, and with Green Goblin, and you know, this shit like that. They, they, they've been doing this long enough that they got this shit together. So, I have a feeling when we actually see the movie, we will get red and blue Captain Marvel, and she will be all the Captain Marvel is, you know, Mohawk with the mask and shit like that. She'll get all that shit. Yeah. I feel. So, this won't be a misdirection. Now, okay, yes, they did a misdirection with Iron Man 3, but they learned from their mistake. They learned. We haven't really seen a big fuck up like that since then, so. That being said, anything else to talk about um, before we move on to the the, the, the portion that pays the bills? Um, are we talking about any trailers? Oh, shit. Yeah. We can. I'm trying to think. <laughs> now I completely forgot about what trailers came out. Let's talk about Han Solo. Yeah, we can. You know, because okay. yeah, like Star, gonna... Star Wars fans need, need more reason to complain. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Star Wars fans actually, hopefully they can't complain this time because apparently, uh, I think, I, I don't know shit about the EU, 
But all I know is that they said that Han Solo was, you know, in the Empire at first. That's where he learned. Like, he was an Imperial officer. And they're basically saying that he learned his stuff in the movie because he was a former Imperial officer. So yeah, apparently I, they're following the EU string. Yeah, he, like, grew up on the streets and shit and taken in by, like, thugs or whatever, like, criminals, took him in. And, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're borrowing from, you know, the EU, so... Right, and that's what they under, that's what the, uh, the EU fans understand. They are cherry picking from the EU. That's all they're doing. And it's the same thing Marvel does. Marvel cherry picks from the comics. They don't just take the comic and just put it on screen. They cherry pick. They take what they yeah. like and take what they don't like. And, and the comic book fans are fine with that. Yeah. You know, we don't get pissed off because, you know, uh, Tony Stark invented Ultron instead of Hank Pym. We're like, okay, they changed it. Well, whatever, you know, or the shit happens. So we should be fine with that with the, with the movies. As long as the movies make it make sense. That's all that matters. They're not, these are not translations, especially since the EU is fan fiction. That's what these fans need to understand. The shit is just fan fiction. It's all fan fiction. Right. <laughs> Even Marvel movies. The Marvel yeah. movies are fan fiction. It's not like Stan, it's not like Stan Lee is directing these motherfuckers. No. <laughs> these are all little kids who grew up on comics that grew up to make movies and they're making movies about the shit they liked when they were little kids. Exactly. And that's what that's all the shit is all fan fucking fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and people are still getting pissed Shut so, the fuck up, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So they will they will find a way to be pissed when it's all said and done. Yeah, and I've seen it like I mean, okay, Han Solo. Now I'm still. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth here. Honestly, the teaser last night when I saw the teaser last night, I was like, oh, I saw those Tie Fighters and the Star Destroyer and the hallway of the Millennium Falcon. I was like, oh, oh shit, this is gonna be dope. And then I watched the extended trailer today. And then I heard the motherfucker talk. And <laughs> okay, look, you, you gotta suspend your, you gotta suspend your disbelief. I, sometimes. I know. So, I'm like, ah. Uh, okay. I was the same way. I, I was, was the same way. But I was uh, like, okay, this, this is not Harrison Ford. Yeah. You know, he's doing impression as Ford. I can, I can, I can deal with it. I can. That won't. That won't. That's not a deal breaker for me. You know. So, so it's so it's, yeah. it's better than what they did with Tarkin. I like, like that. I, I, like, basically, the the teaser excited me more. And then, of course, you know, not even 24 hours later, I see more shit. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I, I'm back to being on the fence again. <laughs> Just because of him. It's like, I'm not sold on him yet. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I have to, like I said, what I did with all the other Star Wars movies, I got to leave my brain at the door and not yeah. expect. <laughs> yeah, you, you got you got to take some leaps of logic, yeah, on, yeah. on your own part, you know, yeah. to enjoy these movies. Now, I will say this: yes, the voice fucked me up, but I will say this: he did have the look yeah. of Han Solo down. He looks fine. When, when he turned around and looked, I was like, "That's Han Solo." Like, yeah. I can deal with that. that's a Han Solo cosplayer. Okay, I can deal with it. Yeah, the the voice was all fucked up so like that, but like I said, I can I can deal with it. And, and I feel like we're just we're just being extra critical because, like I said, it was just a, a minute teaser trailer. I feel like when we watch the movie. And we get into it and get absorbed into the actual movie. If we allow ourselves to do that, I think we'll accept him as Han Solo as the movie goes along. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, open up that comment section on YouTube. Oh, I'm, I'm trying it's, to it's, stay it's, away from that. It's, so. it's like the last Jedi shit still. Oh, Star Wars <laughs> is ruined. Disney, you motherfuckers, ruined Star Wars. Oh, this is a fan fiction movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hate fans, man. Where's I hate George Lucas needs to get back in. You the fuckers <laughs> that ran George Lucas off to begin with. Yeah, fucking yeah. You yeah, I thought George Lucas raped everybody's childhood with the <laughs> right. Wow, they want him to save Star Wars again. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, that's the thing. You, you, no matter what you do, fans will be pissed. That's what we all need to understand. You can't please everybody. All you can do is just make enough money to make a certain amount of people happy and just move on from there. Just, just fuck everybody else's opinion. That's all you can do. Yeah. So, so any, any other trailer? I, I've completely forgot every single trailer because I'm pretty sure it was a good one I saw that I liked. Uh, Jurassic World, interested in that? Uh, I was watching it and then I'm like, they showed like the dinosaur foot step into the bedroom. Like, what is the like? How how is a fucking dinosaur being a bedroom? Like, well, it showed like the fucking like the whole leg, like step into the doorway. Like, how where the fuck is its the rest of its body? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, it, it's another Jurassic Park. I know people keep saying Jurassic Park. Oh, the only the good one was only the first one was good, and they've gone down his thing. They're all the same movie to me. I just I, I've never been like a really huge Jurassic Park fan. I just want to see dinosaurs eat people. As long as I get that, I care. I don't care about the plot of none of these movies. Not even the first one. I don't know any of these characters' names. I can barely remember who was in these movies. I just know dinosaurs eating people, and that's it. If you give me Chris Pratt running from dinosaurs eating people, I get my money's worth. I'm not expecting anything else from this movie. I'm not yeah. expecting you know a huge plot or you know the. Out, different outlook on life or a social commentary or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, the last movie I thought was okay. You know, I mean, and, I, and you're right. I didn't give a shit about anything in the movie until people started getting in. Right. You know? and, that, <laughs> and that was like an hour after it was like an hour into the movie. It started right. getting good. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I'm like, whatever. You know, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so people. What else we got to talk about? We can. Uh, I'm what trying else? to think. What, what other trailer did I see? Oh, the the new Avengers. Oh, Spider Man, Spider Man in space. About the only thing I could only I new shot. I knew that was that was only that's the only trailer I really want to talk about. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about these other ones. <laughs> yeah, Avengers, yeah, Infinity War looked awesome. Spider Man was on some kind of space Ferris wheel or something, you know. Uh, Captain America with the with well not Captain America Nomad like I said Steve Rogers whatever you want to call it you know with, with the with the glorious lumberjack beard you know the funny thing is, is that I, I think they were supposed to try to make Captain America seem like he's supposed to be down and out and disheveled and out of it but it just seems like Chris Evans is not really pulling off I don't know unattractiveness as he should <laughs> I don't know I don't know what's the best way to say that. <laughs> Like he he still look like you know like a supermodel or something like that like ah, I just woke up you know that's what he's, <laughs> that's what it seems like so but whatever he's still he's still awesome I'm nothing wrong with keep Chris up he he's awesome uh they show clips uh well not clips they leaked it that he's actually going to have like a Wakandan shield like, like they, they got, got a toy uh, uh, yeah okay, okay cool but he got some kind of Wakandan toy that's supposed to be there and. Okay, okay, so Wakanda toys will be there, and it's supposed to have pieces of, like, basically supposed to be like, you know what it looks like? like? It, it looks like, like the Secret Empire shit. That's what it looks like. Oh, crap. 
So, so that, that, that's, that's what it, that's that's what it looked, looked like to me. But look like he got both, both on both arms, and I'm pretty sure what's going to happen in the movie, he's going to, you know, detach and put them together and have like a real shield, you know, offensive capability and stuff like that. So thought that was pretty cool. Uh, trying to think what else, because it was a bunch of stuff that just happened in the trailer. What else happened in the trailer? Uh, I don't know. I just bumped my knee and I'm like crying right now. Oh, man down, man down. Uh, <laughs> I told you there would be waterworks on this podcast. Uh, just another shot of Thanos, like him looking all tough. And, and he mean. looked good. He looked good. <laughs> People want to complain about the season. It's the same DC fanboys that when we shitted on Steppenwolf's uh, CGI, they were like, well, look at Thanos CGI. It looks like shit. Like, no, first it didn't. Thanos look awesome. And then this picture looks even more awesome. So they really can't say shit now. Yeah, it's a close up. Straight up yeah, they close had a up close up of him. I was like, yeah, you can't complain about Thanos look now because he looked fucking awesome right then. It didn't even look like CGI, you know. So, but yeah, Infinity War. I'm I'm ecstatic over this movie. I'm wait. I'm I'm just ready for it. And so, it seemed like that and Han Solo will come right right at the same time. That and what now? That and Han Solo is going to come like, out yeah, right they're like yeah. Well, I think. Yeah, like a couple weeks apart, right? Everything's coming out in May, right? There's like a bunch of shit. Yeah, those are like Memorial Day stuff. So, yeah, that's, well, if that's going to happen. Is a Deadpool coming out right around then, too? Yeah, I thought they were going to get a Deadpool trailer, but we didn't get anything with Deadpool. So it's like, yeah, everyone's going to be shitting on everybody's fucking box office. Yeah, so (laughs) they're just stacking movies on top of you. Like, why are they doing that? Why are they spacing shit out? Like, we got, like, you could have had a, 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 you could have had something come out, well, not in January, because then it would interfere with Black Panther. Uh, I don't know if anything coming out in March. We're going to ask something around in March, April, something like March that. March is, uh, is Ready Player One, I remember. I know that. Oh, uh, yeah, no one gives a fuck about that. And um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's... Yeah, just they space the shit out. Uh, what other trailer we have? Like I said, in, in, uh, Infinity War is all I want to talk about, so... Uh, I that's guess about, that's about all I, I... Yeah, I didn't see that either. I didn't, I didn't see it, so it was like, whatever. Uh... Oh, DC fans gonna fan, uh, boycott that also. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because of because of Henry Cavill's mustache. Oh. <laughs> and Paramount wouldn't let him shave, but just leave it. You killed Justice League. You know they blame him for that. They're just overreacting. Uh, that means it. Can we move on to the comic book podcast now? I mean, comic book section of the podcast now. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, shit. What can we go for first? Should you go first? I go first. I don't care. Are we doing? I got. <laughs> do you got any Marvel? What do you want to do first, DC or Marvel? We got Marvel. Okay. Can I let me start off first? I guess we can do the the Avengers book. Okay. The weekly Avengers report. The weekly Avengers book. I usually like to save that one for last, but I go ahead and do that one now. Okay. So, like I said, this is Avengers. I don't have the number for the missile. I'm just gonna take a wild guess. I think it's Avengers six seventy eight. Uh, Avengers six seventy eight. Basically, like I said last time when we were there, well, last time we talked about this, Quicksilver had ran in to try to fight the Black Order. And Scarlet Witch had unfrozen Vision, but somehow frozen him. And I thought at the end of the book, they like shattered him into pieces like that. They didn't. They were about to shatter him into pieces. But of course, you know, the other Avengers stepped in and Rogue, Rogue's team stepped in with her heavy hitters and they started fighting the Black Order. Uh, meanwhile, on the other end in Peru, because like I said, you got two teams. You got uh, Rogue's team in Peru. You got Falcon's team in Rome. And Human Torch, you know, being impetuous. You know, he's about to rush in. He like, he don't want to take orders from Falcon. He like, I want to take orders from, from Reed Richards and Reed Richards is gone. So you don't, you're not the boss of me. So he likes to run in and do it like that. And Falcon like, oh, calm down. <clears throat> don't go anywhere. 
down when he looks down and he sees the black order and the lethal legion and they're just fighting and he was like let's just let them fight like why are we jumping in we're on the power anyway just let them beat the shit out of each other and we just take out whoever who is ever left standing and then uh, human Torch like okay well i guess so so they keep fighting 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 shit like that uh back in peru and rogue's team one of the black order like what we're getting distracted we shouldn't be fighting lethal legion we shouldn't be fighting avengers we should be completing the mission because remember the grand master has them down there you know, fighting, completing a game. So in the Colosseum of the Rome, for those that don't know their geography, the Colosseum is in Rome. In the middle of it, there is this like small, tiny pyramid. And the the member of the Black Order called the Black Dwarf, I think is what his name is. He's not a dwarf. It's not racially insensitive. He's actually like a huge giant and stuff like that. But anyway, Black Dwarf runs into the Colosseum and grabs the pyramid and says, we win. And as soon as he says that, he, he uh, you know, incinerates he he disintegrates right in front of him and just disappears like he just blows up and shit and then everybody starts fighting for like wait what, what the fuck just happened I'm like oh shit we wasn't supposed to be fighting they're supposed to they're trying to get this thing and then roll we're like oh shit if the avengers in rome grab that same thing we're uh they're gonna one of them is gonna die so we need to make sure that they don't do that so they got their guy the living lightning who's supposed to be the fast team who can move at light speed he like i'm on it i'm about to go to uh rome uh yeah i'm about to go to peru and make sure that they not to touch the pyramid that's over there because if one of the avengers touch that they'll die now back in peru rome yeah back in rome whatever rogue uh voyager pops back up voyager shows up she's like okay i'm, I'm back guys here's the team and rogue's like take take the injured avengers back to the base uh but rogue if i go i can't come back well just deal with it just just get out of here so she goes back to the base she takes all the wounded bitch back to the base and scarlet witch and vision over to talking and vision is like what's going on where am i she's like you were frozen for a second but i got you out of it now so you're good so voyager pops up and vision turns around and sees voyager and he like uh wonder who's that no he doesn't recognize he doesn't know who she is and one like wait what do you mean who is what and then as soon as vision looks at voyager he goes back in the frozen state and wanda like what the fuck and then she just realized, like, oh, shit, we did this. Now, she doesn't go into detail what it is. She just said, we did this. Well, I guess we'll find out what that is later on. Back in Peru, of course, you know, the Avengers and the Lethal Legion, the Black, were all having, like, this three-way match going on like that, stuff like that. And um, let's see. Now, Human Torch recognizes the Human Torch recognizes the pyramid first. He sees a little pyramid. He's like, you know what? That's what they're all going for. I need to grab it first for them. Red Hulk jumps up and is trying to grab the pyramid also like i need to get it and then one of the black order sees the pyramid also jumps forward so they all jump forward at the same time and right before human torch can grab it the living lightning shows up you're like human torch wait don't do it but before you can do it human torch grabs the pyramid and that's how the book cuts off oh damn yeah so that's pretty much it so did human torch die did he not die who knows so that's what's going on with the book right now. Pretty much straightforward. Pretty much just action, action, action. Just going on with it. Pretty cool. Artwork was cool. I'm I'm digging the storyline. It's just you know running the mill Avengers action, but hey, nothing wrong with running the mill. Just you know, there's all intent. You know, just eat it. You know, nothing wrong with baloney. Uh, I get the book. You know, three point five out of five. It's cool. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, the only Marvel book I read this week. Well, that I want to talk about <laughs> is Punisher Platoon uh, number five. I'm glad you're doing a Punisher book because it's going to lead into what I've got to talk about. But okay, you can go go for it. Okay, so um, so this is Garth Ennis, you know, classic, uh, you know, Punisher match writer. Yeah, so he's still writing. Yeah, this book, anyways. 
Um, okay. And this is actually a Punisher Max, or a Max, it's part of the Max comic, the Marvel Max comic. Um, along with Garland Parlov and Jordi Belair on art. Um, so basically what's been going on, this is, uh, in this, in this, in this story arc, this is, um, basically recounting Frank Castle's first tour in Vietnam. There's the writer, the, you know, a, an author who's writing up a book about the Punisher. He's interviewing squad members from Frank Castle's platoon. Um, so they're giving them interviews and there's, it, it's, it's told in flashbacks. Now, basically, Frank Castle was assigned to this army base way out into the jungle, like way deep out into the jungle and pretty much forgotten about by the by the army. I mean, that's how far like they barely ever got provisions. Their supplies were always low. Um, it was always hard to get in and out of there because they were so deep into the jungle. They were so deep into the jungle that the, the previous um, lieutenant made a deal with the, uh, the Viet Cong saying, we won't go past this territory or this area as long as you don't attack us. So that's what was been going on. But then Frank Castle shows up. He's like, no, and he firebombs the place, kills a bunch of the, uh, the, the Viet Cong snipers and shit. And this pisses off a, a female sniper of the Viet Cong who swears revenge on Frank Castle. So um, in this, this issue, number five, uh, there, the, the platoon is basically recovering bodies, American soldiers, um, their bodies from a, a swamp. And it's just like wide open area and they're in water. So it's hard to maneuver around. Well, then they get ambushed by the, uh, by the Viet Cong. So basically now that Frank Castle has broken that truce, well, the, um, the sniper is now bringing uh, her her squad to take out the Marines. So they get ambushed, and it's this really intense battle scene. You get to see Frank Castle's, like, sort of uh, his battle strategies as he's, like, telling his guy, positioning his guys, and, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's a very intense battle scene, and I was really into it. Um, they basically make a break for it, but... In the end, the uh, the female sniper, she is so consumed by vengeance that she starts disobeying orders from her, you know, general. And she goes in there, and the last panel is her jumping out of the trees and fucking, you know, ambushing Frank Castle and stabbing him. So okay. that's the last panel. So, again, I'm really digging this story arc. It's really getting into the origins of, of the Punisher and with this female sniper, I remember this is Frank Castle's first tour, his first year in Vietnam. So I think they're showing, you know, how because the Punisher is a spirit of vengeance. He's 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 driven by revenge and retribution. And now you have this female sniper that is out for revenge on him. So I think they're planting those seeds of Frank's, you know, character arc, which I think is cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, four out of five. Fuck it, four. Fuck it, five out of five. This was a really Damn. cool issue. This was like action packed. The battle scene is really intense because they're like, where they're positioned. They're in this like wide open swamp, you know, and they're in a swamp. It's like two or three feet of water. So it's not like they can run away. 
They got to like find, there's like this, we got to find positions in the trees and then you guys outflank them and start making a break for it while we, while we you know, give you covering fire and stuff. And then one of their M60 machine, you know, the, they got the two M60 machine gun guys. One of them gets taken out and like, oh shit, we need two of them to cover fire and get the other barrel. My barrel's heating up. And it's like really. <laughs> okay, so he, he really paints the picture, you know, yeah. like, okay. Yeah, that's like it's really gritty, like platoon, like the move, like you know, Full Metal Jacket or platoon, or you know, Saving Private Ryan, really gritty battle action, and like, oh shit, and then you get to see, you know, Frank Castle, like, okay, we gotta get, make a break for it, you know, we gotta get to the tree lines and get at it because we're, we're it's a turkey shoot out here, because yeah, they're in this wide open swamp, and, and it's not like they can just run away because they're in wow. water, you know. <laughs> Right, so they're using the terrain of how Vietnam was back then. So yeah, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, fuck it, so, g- great issue. You know. Yeah, Garth then does it again. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so he's been running, uh, writing Punisher like for so long. So that, that that's why I'm glad you talked about Punisher, and I can talk about my next book, <clears throat> which is a DC book, which is called The Silencer. Oh, I. I, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I was, yeah. I still haven't picked up any of these new, uh, these new. What are they called? The new, the new these, age of heroes. Whatever. Yeah, something. I haven't. I still haven't picked. I. So she, yeah, I, I. Now I heard your review on Damage, and I thought yeah. about picking it up. Now this is going to be the Punisher version of these. Let, 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 let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let, me let me get there. Yeah. Okay, so just gonna paint the picture of how the books are. Now, first off, I want to now I normally don't list the creators of the book, but this one actually is kind of important in my expertise of this. Like I said, the book is written by Dan Abnett, who was I've always been a oh, fan of Dan Abnett. Yeah. Like I said, he was the one that pretty much you know rebooted the Guardians of the Galaxy, made the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy. But the artwork is John Romita Jr. Oh uh, shit, I know you yeah. don't like him. Uh, Dan, Dan Abnett is right. He he he's writing Aquaman, so I've been yeah. Okay, like I said, I love Dan Abner, read everything he got, but John Romita, I love John Romita. I try to stay as far away from John Romita as I possibly can, but I went ahead and powered through anyway. So basically how the book is that what we have there in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, they're in this diner, uh, and you have the silencer, she's there, you know, with the little kid, her little kid, she nicknamed him. Uh, she nicknamed him Jelly Bean. You know, she like, no, Jelly Bean, look away. And then while she's there eating stuff like that, some guy comes in and she pulls a gun on. She like, what are you doing here? How did you find me? And then before we get there, they cut back a week before. A week before she's in the key mart, you know, like a little grocery store. They just named the stuff like that. So she's in there buying little Jelly Bean. She's buying them clothes, uh, buying them you know, uh, school supplies. She's buying him food, you know, because the, the school week is coming up and he's picking up stuff he wants to. Just a normal every day. She puts him in a station wagon, strap him to the baby seat, like that. And then when she turns around and put the groceries in the car, she turns around, this big, huge, hulking dude turns around that she recognized. It's a guy she used to know back in the day called Killbox. And she like, well, Killbox is here. Obviously, he's not here to ask me how I'm doing. He's here for a reason. So like, uh oh, shit. So first thing before Killbox can even do anything, she takes the son's school supplies. You know, like she takes all the pencils out of out of the bag, and she like starts jabbing the shit out of Killbox before he can even make a move on him. And she like, before Killbox can make a sound and start screaming, he's in pain. She don't want anybody to know. She snaps her fingers, and all of a sudden, a bubble of silence surrounds Killbox, which is why she's called the Silencer. <laughs> 
she can mute an area around her where you can't hear sound whatever she just do whatever fuck you want to you can't hear it so they get into this fight she's breaking him down like that and when she's breaking him down and hitting him in all his you know vital points you start realizing the kill box is actually like a robot cyborg some bullshit like that everything like that so they get into a fight she finally takes him down um and then right before she's about to kill Killbox, she snaps her finger again, removes the sound around him. And he's like, who sent you? Who sent you? And he doesn't say, like, don't worry who sent me because more people are coming after you. And before you can finish, he shoots him in the head and stuff like that. She dumps his body in the trash can of the key mart. And then she goes back to her son who had, like, headphones on and shit like that. She's like, hey, little Jelly Bean, you doing okay? And he's playing with, like, his little Superman doll. He having fun with you. like, I'm doing fine, mommy. And then they drive home. Okay, so while at home, she sees her husband. Oh, by the way, Silence's real name is Honor Guest. That's her her name that's been for like the last five years. She's married to this guy named David Guest. You know, they live in a home. They got one kid, stuff like that. She goes home. David, hey, how y'all doing? She he David hugs Honor, but of course she goes out because the thing is killed by I got a, I got a few rib shots in there, so she's still feeling that. She was like. Tell you what, let me go upstairs, let me change clothes, stuff like that, and I get ready for dinner. Cause down, cause the husband is cooking dinner. You know, he's like the, the best husband ever, stuff like that. While she's up there, you know, changing clothes, getting dressed, a knock is on the door, doorbell, she's like, oh shit, somebody's knocking on the door. So she goes downstairs to see who, who it is. David lets the, the person in, and the person is Talia Al Ghul. Ah. Yeah, Talia Ghoul walks in and and silencer, you know, honor guest, whatever you want to call it. She's like, oh, Talia, haven't seen you in a while. He's like, yeah, we go way back. I'm an old friend of honor. That's what she's telling the husband. So like oh. that, they're like, oh, is that little jelly bean? Oh, he's so cute. You know, Talia's just, just good friends. Just, you know, just anything like that. They sit down and like, oh, you having dinner? She's like, well, and then honor said, well, well, before we go, Talia has to leave. She's got to catch her flight. Well, that's okay. We'll call it Uber. Uh, Uber's not going to make it in time. Well, let, let me drive her. So they get in the car and they drive. And she's basically, when they get in the car, uh, Silence is telling Ty, okay, what the fuck are you doing here? You told me I was out. You told me you you wasn't going to bother me anymore. You told me I could leave my life like five, six years ago. And Talia's like, yeah, I told you were out. That, that didn't mean shit to them. So they're coming to get you. And like, oh shit. So they're driving and then they get hit. They, uh, they either get ran by another car or shot or explode, whatever. Car flips over. Car flips over. Talia drags herself out of the car. She sees two of the assassins that she trained herself coming to kill her. Like, and they basically say, yeah, we got to kill order on both of you, you and her. And we're going to take you both out. But before they could do that, silencer pulls out something out of her bag, which some Talia had gave her like, like before she came into the house and whatever she does, she activated and it gives her a brand new suit. Well, I guess brand new silence power. Cause before the bad guys can keep talking, she tell you how they're going to kill her. All of a sudden their voice goes silent. They were like, wait, we can't talk. And then as soon as their voice goes silent, silence, it jumps out of the, the car and just starts blasting the fuck out of them. And that's it, you know? And she was like, and basically said to herself, I told them I was out and I don't care what happens. I'm never going back. And you know, she holding like two guns and shit like that. And that's how the book ends. Oh, the name of the book is like for honors and shit like that. But yeah, that's how the book ends. So silence just standing there with two guns, station wagon on fire while Ty is crawling the ground and shit like that. And yeah, so overall, the book, I liked it. I really liked it because okay. it, it wasn't a Punisher ripoff. Okay. Yeah. 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 Actually, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, you ever seen The Long Kiss Goodnight? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of Charlie Baltimore and the Long Kiss Goodnight. Like they said, you know, she was undercover, you know, playing Susie Homemaker, but really she was like this killer assassin, shit like this, so like that. So I'm cool with that. And that's why I like this book better than I like the damage book. Yes, the damage book was fine. It was perfectly serviceable. It was not bad. People keep thinking if I say, oh, it's a Hulk ripple. Because I got a lot of flack for that review, actually, Eli, on that damage book. <laughs> just because I said it was a Hulk ripoff. Now, just because I said it was a Hulk ripoff doesn't mean I didn't like the book. I like Hulk. So if you give me a grade B Hulk, I'm probably going to like that too. But you just give me the same shit that I've already done before. So all I'm going to do is just like it. You're not doing anything above and beyond. Well, yeah. I felt Silencer was doing something I haven't seen you know, that, that seems like unfamiliar. It wasn't just, oh, this is the Punisher. It's not that. It's yeah. something well, that, different. That, it feels original. Yeah, and that was the thing. That's why I didn't pick it up. Because I saw it, and I was like, eh, that's, is this the Punisher ripoff? And I was like, okay, right. I won't rip off him. Maybe I'll check it out now. So it sounds like, no, it doesn't sound like it's a beat-for-beat beat Punisher. It kind of sounds like a Kill Bill, you know? Yeah, something <laughs> like that, like Kill Bill. And, and I'm fine with that because if you think about it in the comic book, genre medium you haven't really heard of a story like that before mm -hmm. and that's kind of interesting you know so I'm, I'm i'm cool with that I'm, I'm 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 really interested in seeing where it goes with the second book so i'm definitely involved with it i give this i'm gonna give this book a four out of five right. i can't give it higher than that because of john ramita jr <laughs> and that's the thing is i'm trying to figure out which ones i want to get because the, the like that immortal men yeah. I mean, the art looks awesome because it's Jim Lee. Well, it's Jim Lee, right? And, and then, but then, like, I'm like, there was like a preview in one of the back of the one of the books, and I was like looking at it. It's like, it seems like it's out there. I mean, you know, it's like you know, big giant pyramids in the middle of the city, floating, you know, cars and shit and weird monsters. It just looks out there. It's like okay, like I said, what what what? How much belief do I need to suspend to get into this? Since I'm reading so much superhero shit, you know what I mean? Right. That's Sometimes what, you yeah. do want to be grounded, and that's why yeah. I like sounds just like you said. The Punisher. Now it wasn't as grounded as the Punisher, but it did make me care about this character. Yeah. It wasn't just you know superpowers all over the place. She's in space and shit like that. No, she 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 had a family. You know, mm -hmm. so I can understand that. So yeah, but I, I'll let you you go with with your book. Um. Now, did you read Dark Knight's Metal? I did, but I'm gonna let you do it because I've missed a few issues. Oh, really? So when I was reading, I was like, "The fuck?" <laughs> okay, because I was like, I I thought I was gonna need help with it. Because remember, I'm not so well versed in DC lore as as yeah. as, 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 as as a lot of people. Like I'm more of a Marvel guy, but I I can appreciate what's going on here. But this is DC or uh, I mean, ugh, Dark Knight's Metal number five, and basically. Um, the, the dark universe has basically taken over the, the main DC you and, um, Barbatos is basically waiting to, uh, bring about the, the dark multiverse or mm -hmm. finalize it or whatever. And he's got to sing a song or, or wail or whatever the fuck, but there mm -hmm. still seems to be some light left in the world. And we go to um, basically Superman and Batman are trying to get to the Forge because there's still a, a little bit of light left that can save the. Uh... Well, actually, 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 uh, the Forge is the monitor of the Dark Universe. Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing because every 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 uh, universe has their own monitor. So if they can find the monitor, they basically have a god that can remake the universe into any way they want to. Yeah. But of course, it's it's being uh, guarded by a, a, a giant evil Hawkman. 
So yeah. they have to, they're basically trying to, uh, you know, get past Hawkman. But, um, then we go to, uh, was it uh, Aquaman and, uh, who's he with now? Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yep. They're like at the Earth's core and they're trying to find the, the nth metal, um, to, uh, you know, to, to help stop this shit. Um, we also got uh, Green Lantern and Mr. Terrific, which I bet I bet is like a prelude to uh, the Terrifics comic. And something about and, Plastic and, Man. And Plastic Man. Yeah, yeah, Plastic, Plastic Man's Man. got some shit going on. Um, and uh, one of the guys holding them, they're in, they're, they've basically been captured, and then it is revealed one of their captors is Martian Manhunter. So Martian Manhunter's back. I know he's been gone for a while, so uh, he's he's back. Um and uh uh yeah <laughs> and then we got uh we got Wonder Woman and Hot Girl fighting Shazam and um well Black Adam but or Black Adam whatever not like, yeah did I say Shazam so, sorry yeah <laughs> uh go Wonder Woman finds um Hawkman's mace the nth metal mace or the eighth metal or whatever metal uh, one of the metal maces something of great power. And she right. uses it to uh, whip ass, um, and it's a conductor of energy and Shazam or Shazam. Black Adam's uh, energy kind of, you know, sparks it up and gives it power. And she's like, oh, cool, man. I got this fucking mace now, and I can kick ass. But then she gets shot by the Batman who laughs. And right. you think she's dead. You know, and she's like, you, you know, the Batman who laughs is standing over her saying, yeah, yeah, all hope is lost. You know, you're not, you know. Just give up, basically, and Wonder Woman's like, no, Batman and Superman are going to make it, you know. And uh, and it turns out that um, Batman who last shot her with a uh, with an nth metal bullet or whatever, but it hit her tiara. So right. well, what what happened? The mace is made out of nth metal, and the bullet was made out of eighth metal. Okay, yeah, that's something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the DC. Yeah. <laughs> Magic. Fantastical. <laughs> so that, yeah. So, and then you got Aquaman and Deathstroke. They get, don't they get ambushed by, uh, oh, yeah, Black Manta shows up. And he's like, yeah, I made a deal with Barbados. Once the Dark Universe takes over, I get to rule the oceans and shit. And you got, yep. like, the Dark Knight showing up. So basically all the Justice League heroes that are split off into their little missions, they're all getting ambushed by the Dark Knights, these Dark versions of Batman. And um it seems like all hope is lost. Um they start Wait, 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 wait. Who, who gets who who gets it? Actually, you're talking about Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman? Well, no. Um like Aquaman and Deathstroke, they they get ambushed by oh. Black Manta and they got and Black Manta's got like the 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 was it the red machine the the flash the the right the, I got you I got you I'm with you yeah. I'm with you okay and then uh Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter and uh and Mister Terrific they get ambushed by uh by the Devastator and 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 uh you know the the other evil Batman and then and yeah then Hawk Girl what is she she Wonder Woman like uses the last truth. On right. Hot Girl, because she was under a fucking mind fuck by Barbados, and um, they get her out. But then they're being, a, yeah, they're being attacked by all these dark knights, kind of like you know, a big wide shot of all these well, dark actually, knights. That's the thing. She's actually being Wonder Woman is actually being attacked by dark Wonder Women. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, there was like yeah, that too. 
and then you can see like uh like you know a, a bad version of you know killer croc and all you know all these evil you know under the spells of the dark universe and it shows uh uh basically batman and superman trying to you know do their thing but you know wonder woman in the last panel is like i, I got a song because they, they're waiting for barbados to sing his song to bring about the you know dark universe and wonder woman's like no i got a song i got a scream but or it's not a scream it's a war cry and she like charges at the dark knights and stuff like in bvs right before she died like, ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so but, um <laughs> Overall, I I mean, it's been a while since the last issue, and I remember I had to go back and take a look at what was going on because these are yep. so spaced out. I remember right. when they first came out, there was one like every two weeks because they were doing those tie-ins and shit, and it right. was like really cool going on. This one, I was expecting like there's so much shit going on in the story that it kept cutting back and forth between everything, and I felt that it kind of lost its um. Like the, the the impact, you know, because right, everybody's doing something, right? Yeah, yeah. and like what you know, I want to, I, I mean, I want to see the fights, I want to see you know the battles, but we just kind of cut away from them to focus on these little character moments, you know, just to move the story along. I mean, it's 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 fine. I'll give it a, I'll give it a three point five out of five. Not quite a four, just because there's so much going on, and it's sort of like, you know. It kind of contained all the action into this little. It, it wasn't as epic as I was hoping, basically. And you, this is, you feel you feel like I feel. It feels like this this story is starting to lose steam a little bit. Yeah, and it's like we got one more issue. Well, basically okay. one more. Well, there's another tie-in, like the fall of the multiverse is coming out next month, and then the final the the conclusion, Dark Knight's Metal Six, isn't till April. So we got another two months till the story ends. It's one more issue, and it's just like they're trying to just wrap it. It's like it feels like they're just trying to hurry up and wrap things up because you got, you know, the new terrifics and 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 damage and all these new comics coming out that are supposed to tie into this universe. And you can see where that they're lead. Yeah, they got they're building up Mister Terrific and Plastic Man. Right, because Mister Terrific and Plastic Man actually make references of how they've already <laughs> gone on adventures before. Yeah. So. Yes. So it just seems kind of that, yeah, they're just trying to hurry up and wrap it up. And it feels a little anticlimactic, you know, I guess. Yeah, because it just, it just feels like just shit happening. You yeah. Know? I mean, it, it was cool at first, like when we first read the first couple books, with all the, the shock factor coming at you. Oh, so much crazy shit going on. Yeah. But now it's just like, okay, it's too much crazy shit going on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's kind of biting it on it, biting it in its own ass now. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, we got two more issues to, to wrap it up. We better start wrapping it up now. And right. Then, yeah, we got a Godzilla Hawkman, and yeah. okay, yeah, this, this is going a little bit too far. Now. You, you you jumped the shark with that. So. Yeah. So so yeah. Probably so, not as not as hyped as I was hoping. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's but any any any, any other books we got to go because I'm pretty much tapped out on all. My oh, books. I I got I like to mention this the Detective Comics uh, Annual. Oh yeah, um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, this was uh, the, the the Curse of Queen. Now this goes into the secret origins of of, of Clayface. Um, this was awesome. Basically, we go back. We see uh, what's his name, Basil Carlo, as a kid. His dad was a made movie. His dad was a made monster masks for movies, and he used this like chemical 
was the, which made him, which was really able to uh, make the mask look very realistic. But it was a chemical that wasn't fully developed and stuff, so um, he didn't have much of it. But basically, he he he. The, the, it, it starts out with a conversation between, you know, Basil as a little kid and his dad, and his dad talking about how you know monsters, you know. You know, people react to monsters because of their looks and stuff, but deep down, there's a tragedy behind them. And you know, if you know, and if what makes monsters work in the movie so well is people get, you know, there's that fear factor, but then there's you actually care about the tragedy of the character as well. And he says, but remember, there's always everybody has a little bit of a monster in everyone. Everyone's a bit of a monster. It's just how you can control it. So that's like a little opening scene as a little kid. And then we flash forward like 20 years later, you know, Basil Carlos, this movie star, he's all handsome. He's getting all these roles. He's after this one movie. He's trying to land this role and shit. And, um, he's, uh, basically he gets the part and he's telling his dad on the phone while he's driving the car, but then he gets into an accident. And he's all fucked up. His face is all fucked up. He's all deformed after that. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm never going to act again. You know, so mm -hmm. basically he goes, his dad, his dad dies. And then he goes, you know, all deformed. He goes to his dad's workshop and finds that, that old chemical that his dad used to make masks. And he uses it to uh, basically reform his face to make himself look like himself again. And you know, he get he ends up go, trying to get the part again. Of course, he starts robbing, you know, the chemical plant. It turns out that that chemical was never, like I said, it wasn't fully developed. It what it needed to go through more tests. It was being illegally made by this company, and he starts robbing it. And this, of course, brings the, the you know Commissioner Gordon starts you know getting the attention, starts investigating the crimes, gets Batman involved, and. Um, Batman shows up while Clayface is trying to rob one of the supplies again of this chemical plant and, um, and tells him, you know, that's, that chemical's bad. It, you know, it's not supposed to be on human skin. It can deteriorate your mind and all this shit and all that. And, you know, basically punches, punches Clayface and reveals his real face again, that he's still deformed underneath. And right. this, of course, exposes him that he's, you know, his face is all fucked up. The, the Hollywood producers are like, okay, yeah, you're never going to act again. And basically he goes nuts and takes a hostage, one of the producers hostage. And um, the cops, you know, ends up shooting and they end up blowing up the chemical and it gets on fire and it dumps all over Clayface. And that, that's what makes, you know, that's what makes him, gives him his powers, the big, you know, all that chemical and he can control it and form it however he wants. And he ends up, throwing some of the chemical on his actor friend, his, his girlfriend. Was it his girlfriend? Yeah. He throws it on her and that turns her into one of the, one of the, the character she is. She ends up becoming one a part of the victim syndicate later on in the, in the lady Clayface, right? Yeah. And she's part of the victim syndicate. So it shows him doing that shit to her. He pours some of the chemical on her and fucks her up. So, it's really cool. It's like, you know, it's like a total, like, I'm, like, like Frankenstein, the tragedy of the monster and stuff. And you really yeah. feel bad for, for It actually sounds the exact same origin it was in the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. It just but, goes, which was still pretty cool, though. Yeah. 
And it just, it just goes into more details of him, you know, him, his Hollywood, his whole acting career, you know, and how he was, he was like a movie star. He was like, you know, a sex symbol and shit. And he relied so much on his looks. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it was really cool. I mean, it, it, you know, these self-contained, that's what I love about the Batman story. You know, Batman and Gotham, that's where I like them. You know, I don't give a shit when he's on the Justice League or, or whatever fucking story. Like in ba- like Batman Metal. Him traipsing around hell, running through lava with Superman, fighting a giant Hawkman. <laughs> you know, sure, it's okay. But, right. you know, I love it when we're back in Gotham, fighting the rogues galleries, really getting into the core of these characters. And shit. Boots on the ground. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I give the yeah four out of five. This was that was that was a lot of fun. You know, I, I it was I, I read it last because I just read the uh, bat or detectives last week, and I was like I was waiting for my computer to update. I was like, well, while Leroy's reading shit, I'll just grab this and read that. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. I'm gonna talk about this. <laughs> right, I just reread everything over again. So yeah. <laughs> So, like I said, we got all the books we want to. Anything else we got to talk about? Or? I think we got it all. I think we I got, got it all. I was going to mention Giants number three, but I think that's advanced, and I can't talk about it yet. So. Okay. I'll we wait until next it. week. Yeah, we don't want to get Ryan in trouble or anything like that. You know, <laughs> embargo, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, if you listen to it this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. We got, like, a ass load of other podcasts on, on the network. We have, like I said, our sister podcast, Geeks Ave. Um... Ryan has Instruments of Destruction. You also have this Geeks and Comics. They just released a new one. Uh, all of our Get Valiant podcasts. We probably have more Get Valiant podcasts than we have Get Valiant readers, but whatever. <laughs> that's my last jab, jab at Valiant. I'm not going to say anything else about them. Uh, we also have – shit, I think that's all of them. Anyway, like I said, since we're going to leave out – the summer going to leave out since Justin Timberlake has such a shitty halftime performance of one everybody didn't like, we're going to leave off with his greatest song. Until then, what's uh, what do we talk about next week? Find oh, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And check us out next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. Hey girl, I got something real important to give you. So just sit down and listen. Girl, you know we've been together such a long, long time. Such a long time. Now I'm ready to lay it on the line Wow, you know it's Christmas and my heart is open wide Open wide Gonna give you something so you know what's on my mind What's on my mind A gift real special, so take off the top Take a look inside, it's my dick in a box It's in a box Gonna get you a diamond ring That sort of gift don't mean anything Not gonna get you a fancy car Girl, you gotta know you're my shining star Not gonna get you a house in the hills A girl like you needs something real Wanna get you something from the heart Something special, girl It's my dick in a box My dick in a box, babe it's my dick in a box Ooh, My dick in a box, girl See, I'm wise enough to know When a gift needs giving And I got just the one Something to 
show you that you are second to none. For all the fellas out there with ladies to impress, it's easy to do. Just follow these steps. One. Cut a hole in a box. Two. Put your junk in that box. Three. Make her open the box. And that's the way you do it. It's my dick in a box. My dick in a box, babe. It's my dick in a box. Ooh, my dick in a box, girl. Christmas. Dick in a box. Hanukkah. Dick in a box. Kwanzaa. A dick in a box. Every single holiday, a dick in a box. 